shit that, that intro is amazing i love, I love it, it so, so much. much okay so welcome to scientifically speaking wait, i can't hear anybody now oh what happened Zach, uh, you're wait, so actually, close what? to not having any intro. technical difficulties so and wait you can't again. hear anything through your headphones i don't know did you oh, oh maybe this is you inside my headphones. yeah i think it is oh all right well it's weird oh yep, <laughs> yep no it's there i hear it. okay, okay cool. we're cool. good we're good we're good speaking right. of sound um, what are we talking about today? <laughs> not sound. not sound at all. <laughs> well, Perfect. We'll, we'll mention sound in passing. Yeah. Wait. True. We will. What? Ah, How? It's weird. Oh, it's weird. Oh, it, it gets super weird. We're gonna talk about light because no one else is saying it. Light. 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 All of the light. Different kinds of light. There's more than one. There's so many. Oh, wait, I did know that. Wait, yeah. <laughs> You're the expert here, Zach. Zach. <laughs> yep, I'm the layman today. Um, because I don't know. Anything about light? Zach and I were like, "Oh, this will be super easy." We literally took a class on electromagnetic waves. This will be totally fine. And then uh, we like started uh, researching. And we we're like, "Oh fuck, we don't nope. understand anything at all. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible." Um, yeah. So we learned a lot today, and then we also learned that we don't know very much. Yep. So that kind of sucks. Yep. But it's okay. So really, we ended up uh, neutral. <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, I think we learned. We learned. It was like a net game. It was a slight net game. Slight net game. Yeah. Cool. Probably. All right, well, then you guys take it away. You guys got to teach me some shit about light, because right. how does that shit work? Start it off. So, Go. yeah, so Say light things. is part of the electromagnetic <laughs> spectrum. What's that? Well, actually, the electromagnetic spectrum is made up of light. What? <laughs> what are you saying? Right, so, electromagnetic spectrum can be broken down into three words. <laughs> wait, wait, let me guess. Let me guess. Uh, yeah. L. Shut up. I hate you. Electroma. <laughs> And <laughs> genetic spectrum. Am I right? Are those yeah, the words that I can broken up Genetic spectrum is like the important oh, yes. one though. Um, so, uh, so, right. So we're going to talk about um, electrowaves. What's the noun of that? Electronic. Electronic? Really? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we got electronic waves, magnetic waves, which happen at the same time because they cause each other to exist. Yep. And then You're saying things that are the, the spectrum. No the spectrum is all the different kinds of them. Okay, so spectrum. That word like makes sense to me. <laughs> the other two, I'm a little iffy on. Do you know what an electric field is? Nah, we're gonna have to start way scratch. Oh, what is an electric cool. field? I'm just picturing like a, also, a meadow, but instead of grass, it's tiny lightning bolts. We do have the benefit of having, we have three, um, we're probably not supposed to identify this, but I'm going to, <laughs> we have three people shadowing us today. So all of you guys, if we say something, we get through a whole section and you don't understand anything we said, just like raise your hand. Or punch right. Zach in the face. Yeah, or that. Yeah, That's fine. Slap something such that we know, face. because we are supposed to be trying to explain this in a reasonable way. Um, okay, so... <laughs> How do we, Zach, do things? Well, All right, talk about different kinds of ways. Component of the electromagnetic. <laughs> Shut field. up. All right, so there's, there's, so, so the electromagnetic. Spectrum. Are all of Zach's notes just copy paste from Wikipedia? <laughs> I'm pretty confused. No, <laughs> some of them are. He just has it open. <laughs> oh no, he didn't copy paste. It's just, just still on Wikipedia from Wikipedia. Perfect. Okay, so, so we're gonna start. I guess we'll, we'll just talk about waves. There's in general. Let's talk about waves. Let's talk about waves. So there's two different waves. kinds of waves, right? So there's like. Um, so let's do sound waves yes, as an example. Sound so, sound is more familiar yeah, sure. So, uh, so the way sound 
propagates. A propagate means like to move from one place to another through a material, right? So the way that sound propagates, does it have to be through a material? No. It has to be through a material. Really? Well, you can't hear sound in space. Material. It does. You can't. Okay, sound. No, has to sound has through a medium. material. Oh, it's like okay. propagation but, in general. Like, I feel like well, propagation. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, not the important part of the definition. Um, <laughs> so the way sound propagates, right, is that. Uh, so, for example, my speech right now is propagating through this room. It's not propagating to you guys. It turns into electricity first and then comes back. So we'll ignore that. So the way that the sound is getting from my mouth to Zach's, this is terrifying. To Zach's ears um, is that I'm pushing air through my vocal cords, which are opening and closing really, 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 really fast. I'm slapping the shit out of the air. Yeah. <laughs> and so what happens is um, I'm pushing air particles into other air particles. And those air particles hit the air particles in front of them, and they hit the ones in front of them, and it keeps going for a really long time, but a really short time. But like for a lot of air particles, all the way until it hits Zach's ear. It's right? basically like dominoes, but after the dominoes fall over, they just stand up again. Exactly. What? <laughs> yes, it is. So, so nothing like anything. I have the concept of understanding. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Well, no, it would be like um, if you had. So you have you ha if you had uh, if you had springs. And you, uh, oh, this, it's literally like a spring. It is literally it's a, a spring. spring. So, like, if Zach is holding, you guys know, like, slinkies. So, Zach's, like, holding one end of, like, a slinky or, like, a spring. And I'm it's holding It's 2015, the other Shane. End. I have an iPhone. I don't Shut need up. slinkies. <laughs> and so, he's holding one of the string. I'm holding the other one. And I, like, pull on the spring and then I let go. You can watch what looks like a wave travel from my end of the spring to his. But obviously, like, no individual parts of the spring end up in a different place than they started. They move forward and then they come back. But what happens is the energy from one little ring hits the ring in front of it and gives that one energy, and that one moves forward and comes back, and it hits the ring in front of it, and that keeps going until it hits Zach. Right? Okay, this makes way more sense Good. than dominoes. Good. So this is what's called a longitudinal wave because it the energy moves along the same axis as like the propagating material. In this okay, case, so you're saying as the slinky is bumping into the next like right. coil so this like moves the energy yeah. the that rings the slinky are has moving, originally to the, the, end the rings of the other, are other moving end of the on the axis from me to zach and so is the energy so it's longitudinal, longitudinal. shadowers did that make sense yes good okay yeah, cool. thumbs up <laughs> wonderful Most we've never had this kind of feedback before this is actually awesome <laughs> they're all engineers and just like, <laughs> know, it's, like ah, it's like yeah of course i understand <laughs> <laughs> um so okay good so that's a good that's a good place so to that's start. not light and that's not light that's sound <laughs> so sound <laughs> guys what are we talking about so today i'm so confused <laughs> there's two different kinds of waves however so that's the first kind longitudinal the second time second kind is called a transverse wave Yes. So that is when so longitudinal is when the medium moves in the direction of the um, energy, right? Transverse is when it's got motion orthogonal. So a wave in the sorry motion where orthogonal means <laughs> perpendicular to. to. Yeah. Why didn't you say perpendicular to? Because orthogonal is better. <laughs> it's a better word. We're probably going to use it later. Just remember that that's God what it means. So at 90 degrees jargon. too. Well, the problem is because 90 degrees doesn't make any sense when you get further. Don't worry about it. So um, <laughs> for right now, think about 90 degrees too. So what that means is like an uh, like a wave in the ocean is a transverse wave until well, it breaks and then weird shit happens. Yeah, it's but got, it's got elements of longitude. But you can imagine it as a transverse wave such that the uh, the little individual particles of water are moving only up and down, right? But one particle of water moves up, and then the particle in front of it moves up, and then the particle in front of that moves up. And so it looks like the wave moves toward whatever direction the wave is moving in, but the individual particles, again, stay still. So what you're saying is, like, as you see a wave moving along the ocean or something, you see a big old watery lump just yeah. sliding across, 
none of that water is actually moving. It's just that the individual water is moving, it's moving, moving up and down. Up and, down. So, right. and so the water particles Until it breaks, stay in the same nothing spot. Makes sense anymore. Uh-huh. You get pushed up and down. Up and down in the water with the oh, right. Whoa. That's sort of how transverse so, waves. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. I think of that. So, you know, and now you understand light. Yeah. We're done. Well, sorry. All right. Well, thanks, guys. It's been fun. I'm going to head out now. So the, the energy in the spring was kinetic energy, right? These chunks of metal bashing against each other and, and bashing metal. Hands. Pretty metal. Yeah. Um, oh, God. But... Uh, in transverse waves, in this case, light waves, that uh, oscillation is in the electric field. Oh, God, you just ruined it. Everyone was like, yeah, this makes sense, and then that happened. Well, I, yeah, so. So instead of water particles moving up and down, it's the magnitude <laughs> of the electric field. <laughs> okay. You're talking about Pokemon. I don't believe that this is science. <laughs> so, so, okay. How do we I don't know. That's tricky. So let's let's go with. Um, so we're gonna. Uh, uh, okay. So a wave would be. So there's like some source of a light wave, right? Say a light bulb, would be a source. Or the sun. The sun's a probably better one. Um, but so <laughs> good job, Dave. Um, so already. So the sun. Yeah. Perfect. Um, so the sun's emitting these like waves of light, right? Sure. Um, they're not like rays. It's not like it, if you were to like shoot a water gun at someone, right? Like in where it's like directional. The sun is actually just like emitting light in all directions. Okay. The way we're going to think about it right now <coughs> is, <laughs> sorry, uh, is as as a wave where the like so think about like an ocean wave, sure. right? And the peak, the top part of the wave, the crest of the wave, right? That in this analogy is when there's a lot of electric potential energy. <laughs> so you wait. So you know what potential energy is, right? In terms of gravitational potential energy, if something vaguely, you're holding, if you're holding something that has mass high above the Earth, and you let go, gravity can pull it down all the way to the Earth's surface, and that turns into kinetic energy on the way. Sure. It starts moving. If you have it closer to the ground, there's less distance for it to travel it's actually it's sort of exactly so what it sounds like it's the potential for an object to have energy if you were to put it there so if you right so, so potential really strong electric field okay and you put in a little positive charge sure it goes shooting in the direction of the electric field okay so how if you put a little mass into a gravitational field you go shooting in the direction of the gravitational field. which in this case would be oh, if we like that's put cool. dave 10 feet above the earth he would shoot toward the earth and break because, his legs. yeah, well, yeah. Thus, fine. learning the value of legs. <laughs> there you go. It's pretty bendy. Um, then, so I'm actually made of rubber. <laughs> oh, that right, explains Mr. so. I don't much. have bones. I'm supported by a series of fluid-filled <laughs> membranes. <laughs> wow, that's you're like a rubber spider human. Um, so Ugh. there's yeah, that's creepy. So um, so anyway, back to light waves. So we have uh, we have. Now we've sort of explained what electric potential energy is um, a little bit. So it just means that varying over time, the same way like a, a wave as if it were. So like ripples. Okay, let's picture it like this. You drop a stone into a completely flat uh, like tank of water. Okay. You watch the ripples come out, right? Yeah. Each ripple has a little crest and then a little divot. Yeah. Right? Okay. 
So I've thrown rocks into water good, before. Good, good. Um, good. So the the crest here is where if you were to put a little positive, um, a little positively charged particle, it would shoot up, right? The divots are where it would shoot down. Okay. And if you put it right along the surface of the water, it wouldn't go anywhere. Does that what? Yeah. Reasonable? I guess. It's sort of okay. like an axis, right? You're positive above the axis. Sure, yeah. Negative yeah. below. Right? And on the axis, okay. zero. Yeah. So this yeah, is exactly so like this that. is now, now... So when you're talking about this like potential energy, right. you're talking about crests and troughs. Troughs is like the mm -hmm. bottom part of yep, the wave. Yep, yep, yep. So what you're saying is, essentially, it's sort of... If it's sitting in the center of those the crest and the trough, it's not going to really go anywhere because exactly. it doesn't have any potential energy in exactly. one direction or the next. Exactly. exactly. Yes. And at the top of the crest is where it's going to the most shoot up. Okay. The bottom is where it's going to the most shoot down. So this is the part I don't understand. Shoot down, up, what do you mean? What are these directions? Where, is, what are you defining we're, as these we're directions? Looking at, if we're looking at the surface of the water. Okay. And up is gravitational up. Okay. So down up, is gravitational yeah. down. But instead, now replace this picture with, <laughs> with the sun. Potential. Yeah. <laughs> the sun. <laughs> the and pebble the is the sun. And the propagating is moving along the surface of the water in some direction, right? And up is away from the surface, and down is into the water. Okay. Then up is when it's positive and we sure. have a crest and down is the trough when it's negative. But I'm confused if you you're saying if you put a particle at the crest it's going to shoot up? Yes. Yeah. Because that's where why wouldn't it go down to where it to the, like the middle area where it doesn't have any potential energy? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no so well no, it's when not it like gravity. Gravity has so gravity is an attractive force. Okay. Elect uh, like electrostatic force in this case is we're talking about it, a repulsive force. Okay, there we go. Yeah. That was something we missed, and that's yeah. an important distinction <laughs> to make between light and gravity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so in this case, just between a yeah, electric, if it was a electrostatic charge, force, it, it would, would be go down. And it exactly. Would do exactly. Gotcha. What just expected. Okay, cool. So now we have some. Did, Yo, good <laughs> thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, thumbs down. <laughs> yeah, we got. Okay, we got a forty-five degrees. I'll accept that. Um, so uh, okay, so moving forward a little bit. Um, so light is a transverse wave in that um, we have these crests and troughs. And basically what's happening is that the electric potential energy is increasing and decreasing, again, orthogonal, perpendicular, 90 degrees to the direction that light is moving. So picture a sine wave. Yeah, it's exactly If you can, if you can picture a sine wave. Yeah. If, <laughs> Google you know. sine wave. And <laughs> if then, you can And then look at it and then picture it. That's S -I -N -E. Okay, so now this is that's the first component of an electromagnetic wave. Note that there are two words there combined to make electromagnetic. The first one is electronic. The second one is magnetic. So in addition to this transverse electronic wave, okay, we have a transverse magnetic wave that is perpendicular to both the motion that we're going and to the f original wave. So Shane, I can on, barely think on. in 1D so, space. So, yeah, so what that all that means is that if the light was coming directly at your face, you would see a plus sign where the up and down bar is the electronic wave and the left to right bar is the magnetic wave. Oh, and then the direction of the motion is coming is straight at up you. And, yep. Was the direction of the motion of the light is straight at you, correct? So if we stick with our like water analogy, along the surface of the water towards your face, <laughs> wave is coming wave is at coming. you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And Hold your breath. The tr cross, tr tr crest Trough. and trough <laughs> are the electric are up and down. Okay, that makes and sense. And then this doesn't exist in the water. <laughs> but if it were a magnetic field perpendicular, it would, it would be, be along, along the, surface, the surface of the water, going back okay. and forth. 
So we're talking about there's three axes that we're looking at here when exactly. we're picturing this idea. Yes. Okay. Okay. Good. We good? Are we good? Because we're about yes. to screw with all of that. Great. So Fantastic. As long as you think you've got that, we're going to literally change everything. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, what's next? Exactly? So should we just <laughs> dive uh, into it? Let's just talk about the different. Let's talk about the different spectrum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, there's different the so we mentioned spectrum, familiar. right? Yeah. So, um, so what changes? Like, what causes there to be an entire spectrum? So, basically, like, yeah, how does that go? Do the, there are only uh, like three components of a wave that like really matter. Okay. So the first is wavelength. So that's the amount of time. Length of the wave. Yes. Yes. Exactly. It's the amount. It's the distance before the wave repeats itself. So if you have explain two, in terms <laughs> of a watery crest and trough. If you have if you have two waves of water, mm -hmm. one in front of the other, the wavelength is from the like the first crest, the absolute peak of the first crest, to the absolute peak of the second crest. So we make a complete cycle. Exactly. Yep. So you gotcha. go from as high as cycle. you can go to as high as you can go again. Okay, so you go all the way down and then all the way back up. That's wavelength. Okay. So that's wavelength. This is directly related to, well, it's in... It doesn't have to be only in light. In light, yeah. In light, uh, this is related to the, no, Oh yeah, maybe. Okay, so um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so yeah, true. Um, they are related by the velocity, though. Yes, just not. It's not necessarily constant. Anyway, not important. Kind of important. Not right now. <laughs> um, then you have frequency. So frequency is how many. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So you're saying we have a wavelength. So you're so how how long can these light waves be? Well, anywhere from the size of an atomic nucleus and a little smaller to like miles. larger, infinitely large. Really, <laughs> it kind of Whoa. goes yeah, No, there's really no limit. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so go. So frequency. So frequency is the number of oscillations per second. So it's that's the number of waves yeah. that are going to hit you per second. Yeah. That's okay. A good way to. Yep. Yeah. So like. So if you're in the ocean, it's how fucked you are. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're in a wave pool, it's like the uh, the, the drunk lifeguard who like <laughs> hits the button to like speed up the wave pool. Yeah, perfect. Uh, yes. And the last thing is amplitude. So strangely enough, the amplitude, uh, well, amplitude of light basically ends up being how bright you perceive it as. Okay. So how much light there is. It's not true. It's the intensity. The okay. Intensity of light is really what. The I like amplitude that is the square root of intensity. So just if ampli if the amplitude of a wave increases, the intensity of the wave. Yeah. Also Can you describe increases. amplitude in terms of a water wave and crest? Yeah, it's how tall the wave is. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's it's cool. Easy, yes. nice. Yeah. There you go. Interestingly enough, uh, the amplitude of a light wave has nothing to do with its energy. And there's no re there's no real reason. It's like the math is like, oh, it doesn't have anything to do with its energy. But it so if, if it's more intense, it's more that intense, which mean means there's more of it. But it has the same energy. There's just so, more. Well, we haven't talked about photons. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but so uh, it's. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna even go into it. Just take our word for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like. Yeah. Anyway, moving so, forward. So there's all these different spectra, which is the plural of spectrum. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Zach. Anyway, so we know. <clears throat> The light we can see, that's visible light. That's, um, its wavelength is about 400 nanometers to about 800 nanometers. So 
That's what really, is a nanometer? Really small. How big is a nanometer? A nanometer is uh, one meter times ten to the negative ninth, which is that's very small. Yeah, it's, it's really small. About the size of like, well, a hundred. This visible light is like the size of like very small like groups of cells. Ooh, cool. Yeah. Like a little bacteria. Yeah. Man, could you imagine that getting hit by a particle of light that was as big as you? <laughs> yep, we'll explain it in yeah, a second. So that it's happens. going to happen. <laughs> uh, you just can't see it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, from visible, then you can move down in wavelength. So your wavelength gets shorter, and your frequency gets higher. And energy, which is directly related to frequency, goes up. Okay? So higher frequency, higher energy. So if we go from visible light and go to higher energy, we get ultraviolet. So ultraviolet. you guys all remember the fun analogy for how colors go, right? Or not out analogy, that's not the right word at all. It's the acronym of some guy's <laughs> name, <laughs> mnemonic device. Roy uh, G. Biv. That's right. Roy G. Biv. I thought it was Vib G. Yorp. <laughs> You're the <laughs> worst. <laughs> <laughs> Red, so, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. Indigo's a bullshit color, honestly. It's actually I don't not think a that color. actually exists. It's not. It isn't. Okay. It's not. It's not its own color. Sorry. It's not. So okay. they just couldn't do yeah. Roy G. Biv. <laughs> well, now it is. <laughs> anyway. So uh, the next thing up after the color violet is ultraviolet, which means above violet in energy nice so that's easy right? good job science yeah. so ultraviolet has a wavelength of like a nanometer it's wow. the size of molecules whoa <laughs> yeah. it's real little so that's real little and that's the stuff that laser beams you from the sun and makes you go ow my skin is burning i don't like this i'm turning into a cycle or a gargoyle, <laughs> into a, gargoyle. Yeah. a couple of years ago zach got a really bad sunburn <laughs> oh, and yeah. uh he goes now i know what it's like his skin like started hardening and so he goes wow now i know what it's like to turn to stone <laughs> good good so then after uh Ultraviolet, you go up in energy further. Now you're at X-rays. Whoa! Oh, it's like a mystery, mysterious ray. <laughs> they shoot these at your bones, and your bone goes, "No, I don't want this." <laughs> Back out. Which we'll sort of discuss how that happens later. Um, and yeah. then you get a picture, right? So the X-rays have high enough energy to go into your skin, but not through your bone. So Weird. We'll talk about sort of how that happens. Not specifically yeah. why bone does that, but why things reflect at all or get absorbed or whatever. So that's even higher energy than ultraviolet. So that's even more dangerous to be exposed to for long periods of time, right? You don't want to be like, if the sun gave out x-rays and the atmosphere didn't stop them, we would be dead. Yeah, So yeah. totally. Jesus. And then if you go further than that, higher energy, What? now we have gamma rays. Oh, that's what turned Bruce Banner into the yes, Hulk. but it should have killed him <laughs> horribly. No, 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 but the Hulk saved him. bone marrow apart. Because <laughs> this stuff has such high energy, it just cuts right through you. That's into your cells intense. and just destroys them. So what happens if like a tiny burst of like gamma radiation, like how much of it could All you right. take? So, oh, there is actually, huh, Colleen literally just took a class on this like online and I was sitting there the whole time and I don't know the answer. <laughs> I'm the worst. Um, th so there is, there is like a, there's like a federally and then like by like state and then by university like Cornell has a specific university standard which is lower than the federal standard for the amount of radiation that you are allowed to be sorry it's a, it's a it's a tighter standard though tighter right? standard mean, so lower value allowed yeah 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 um yeah sorry yeah tighter standard um for uh the amount of radiation that you can be around while doing research and still be considered to be healthy um, How do we know that these standards are safe? Who designed the big radiation? Shut up. <laughs> big radiation. No. Um, so no, those, those are radio waves, Dave. <laughs> so <laughs> you're the worst. So so the deal is uh, 
so Zach's saying like you know like X-rays are more dangerous than ultraviolet and uh, and um, gamma, gamma rays, rays are more, are more dangerous, dangerous than, than X-rays. X-rays. Basically, um, the amount of danger proposed or the amount of danger that these different uh, kinds of light pose to you uh, is basically a function of how likely they are to strip electrons off of atoms. That's called their ionizing ability. So ionizing radiation is radiation that has the power to strip electrons off of atoms. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, so what it can do Also kind of erotic. (laughs) So what it can do is... (laughs) uh, So your, your DNA is made up of like very particular kinds of molecules. If you were to rip some electrons off of those Hot. molecules you would get different molecules then your body would try to replicate based on that dna that's now damaged and get the wrong kind of cell or just a completely fucked up one which is usually what happens and then something that usually turns into cancer occurs that's if you get enough ionization such that a significant enough portion of your dna is fucked up such that you can't recover from having like one messed up cell gotcha um so as you have higher energy radiation, uh, you are more likely to have ionizing radiation. So ultraviolet is ionizing, especially higher ultraviolet rays, which is why tanning is a terrible idea. We because actually um, last week about for, that more. Yeah, yeah. last week yeah, for our uh, planned variety show, tanning was one of our topics. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We'll probably probably we'll talk about yeah. that a little bit. Um, but so, but so, yeah, because what happens is that you're exposing yourself to ionizing radiation is going to rip some of the electrons off of the atoms inside of you, and that will make your cells do a bad job of making themselves better. Um, yeah. So back to visible light, right? That's your, our favorite light that we can totally see. It doesn't really hurt us too much unless, like, it's really bright, and you're like, ah, I can't see anything. <laughs> like talk the about sun. What Don't look too. at the sun. Don't look at the sun. Bad. That's bad. for a number of reasons. Um <laughs> So if we go down in energy now, so longer wavelengths. Wait, wait, there's nothing above gamma radiation? Uh, it, there is. It's it gets higher and higher still energy, gamma radiation. but it's still gamma. It's just oh, okay. high energy gamma radiation. They stopped bothering to classify it. Gotcha. Okay. That's like to generate. Nothing really generates that energy. Like it, it theoretically can exist, but like when things collapse in space, it's gamma ray bursts that you hear about, right? So that's like enormous energy that we can see from forever away real fast. It's... So that's about as high as we've classified. Gotcha. So going down in energy from visible, then we get infrared, which means below red. Isn't that convenient? <laughs> wow. Yeah. So We're really this good is, at uh, you know, you've seen those infrared, like, vision things where, like, hot things are, like, bright yeah. yellow and cold things are blue. That's awesome. So that's detecting uh, infrared radiation, which commonly is interpreted as heat. Which is interesting, which is why, like, when a fire, like, it's just pyrotechnics at a show, you immediately feel the heat from the fire. That's not the air being heated up by the fire. That's literally infrared radiation shooting into your body. So from there, the- is, there is some amount of light coming from the fire that's hitting your skin and instantly turning into heat. So it's like not that. from the air around you has not become hot yet. You directly what? become hot from the light from the fire. Yep. It's super cool. Also means that people are constantly emitting some form of light in the form of infrared radiation. That's awesome. Because as you cool down, you are emitting infrared radiation that can then be seen when there's no other light source if you can detect infrared radiation. And so that's why, like, infrared and heat are so tied together. 
So that's why, like, night vision goggles. Well, is that no. do those use? What am I thinking of? It's just you know, infrared night stuff. Goggles yeah, okay. are, things show up green and black. It just oh, yeah. uh, okay. in, like amplifies the light signal that you. It basically oh, okay. turns the gain up okay. on your eyeballs <laughs> by <laughs> on your electricity. Um, then, if you move further down in energy, you can use that stuff to cook your food. We got microwaves. <gasps> microwaves. Yeah. And so this is like. I heard that stuff gives you cancer. I heard no. microwaves give you cancer. Right. So we just talked about how. Um, you get cancer from ionizing radiation. Yep. Visible light, mm -hmm. non-ionizing, right? Okay. Not Stop, strong yeah, enough. Now, here's what's important. I don't know. I got cancer yeah. once from the color <laughs> yellow. <laughs> anyway. I just um, really hate so yellow. So here's, here's what's important is that we said before, amplitude has nothing to do with energy, right? Yes, we did say the that. The only thing that changes energy in light is frequency. Gotcha. Right? So since visible light cannot be ionizing because it doesn't have enough energy nothing that has a longer wavelength can have can be ionizing so everything below visible light must also not be ionizing and therefore cannot be cancer causing so at least not by that mechanism at least not by and that no, mechanism no, no and we have no other one <laughs> Potentially, you could. So the only way like a microwave could like kill you is if you, you like, got beat to death by a microwave. No, it could, or you were inside. Or it turned it into a transformer. It, it you. Okay, yeah, that's also. Yeah. I like so the transformer idea better. But microwave, the wavelength is on the order of like, like a hundredth of a meter. Okay. A centimeter. That's yeah, there's right. a word for that. Yeah. So that's like the wavelength's getting like pretty macro scale now. Yeah, I could see that. Why a can't I see? Up it? to like longer than that. Up to like a meter. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, up to yes. 10 meters. Mm -hmm. And then, like, to the size of us. Like, microwave, their wavelength is about the length of me. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. So, and big waves. So, like, four feet? <laughs> ha, 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 ha. You're ha, short. Ha, That's the joke. Ha, ha. I get it. I'm, I'm six smaller feet. than both of you. Anyway. <laughs> You're all tiny humans. Lower in energy is radio waves. Which have wavelengths the size of the Empire State Building. What? <laughs> yeah, that's I awesome. <laughs> I saw this diagram longer. of like radio waves, and it was just, like there was a hill, and the radio wave just like went up and over the hill <laughs> and like, kept going. It was like, oh, that's weird. It was really, really, really big. Okay, um, so yeah, question. Yes, and I don't know if I'm jumping the gun here. Go for it. Um, usually are. You're saying, <laughs> you're saying that these things differ in size and the wavelength of these low energy things are big yeah like building sized potentially mm -hmm. what makes visible light different from other kinds of why can we see visible light Our and, eyeballs okay but yeah, what so size wavelength has something to do with yes. it wavelength but has most of the thing to do with yeah it. interestingly so okay so there's a few things so we're i'm not gonna i'm just gonna say the word diffraction and then don't worry about it we're gonna explain it in a minute but basically <laughs> what it means is that uh if you have so so the way you get light into you is uh, mouth almost entirely through the pupils in your eyes. Damn, that's close. Technically, other ways, but we'll just go with pupils for now. Um, so the pupil, the pupil, like is is an aperture, right? An aperture is just a hole. Yep. So um, little hole. So the light has to go through this pupil, which is like you know maybe a centimeter. Yep. And it also gets smaller and to maybe like half a centimeter. But let's just go with a centimeter because that's about the biggest a pupil would be. Um, that means that no light with a wavelength of longer than a centimeter could get through. I know it doesn't seem to make any sense because wavelength is not up and down distance. Yeah. It's lateral distance. The answer is something called diffraction, which we'll talk about in a second. 
and still probably won't make very much sense. But <laughs> just take my word for it. Um, light can't travel straight without without like interference through anything with a smaller aperture than uh, its, its wavelength. wavelength. It would be Which, a freaking okay. mess. So yeah. the, your, in terms of what your retina gets. In terms so of that's why the visible spectrum is a, a range. We can see things between certain well, well, wavelengths. That's, that's no. why the bottom threshold exists. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we can't see anything that's like bigger than a centimeter. Even only even things that are like within ten times smaller than a centimeter, so a millimeter, still probably yeah. Too why much couldn't we see X-rays? They're smaller. Right. Right. So yeah. yeah. So that, in the other so direction. The other direction. There's another limit. <laughs> so anything that has high enough energy is going to rip the cells in your eyeballs apart. We talked about why, why aren't our eyeballs being ripped apart constantly? Because they have protection. So there's right. So there's exactly. So ultraviolet radiation, for example. So. X-ray radiation, there's very little of it in our atmosphere. We have to manually make most of it. Sure. Um, and we use it specifically for, like, medical imaging, etc. A lot of it is blocked by our atmosphere coming from the sun. Otherwise, we'd all be fried. Pretty much all of it is yeah, blocked. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so ultraviolet radiation, however, a lot of that does get through, um, which is why you still can get skin cancers from being outside, unfortunately. Sure. Um, but, yeah, so... Uh, uh, totally lost my train of thought. So what? So basically, even though the ultraviolet radiation is like in our atmosphere, bouncing around, bouncing off of things, and constantly trying to enter your eyeball, your lens and cornea actually stop ultraviolet light from getting in. They reflect ultraviolet light. That's cool. Um, yeah, it's awesome. It also means that if you were to have your cornea removed, which is sometimes something that happens when people have cataracts, etc., uh, they can see ultraviolet light. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah um, there you go. One that of is nuts. Yeah. What's interesting is that uh, their brain perceives it as effectively like a very lightly tinted white. It's like slightly blue and mostly white. Weird. Very weird. Yeah. Um, it's like super rare. Um, not a lot of people like have their corneas removed and also just having your cornea removed isn't always enough to like be able to see that because there are other mechanisms stopping ultraviolet light from getting into your eyes. But uh, yeah, that's the one reason. Um, the other thing is that, so the other thing is basically what we were saying before, anything higher than ultraviolet, our atmosphere stop, or our atmosphere stops from getting to yep. the earth. And so there, it, the yeah. whole thing is the way your eye, your eye has to absorb the photons. Mm -hmm. And so like your cornea can sort of reflect them without too much damage. But if your cells were to absorb that energy, it's too much. It like, it really screws them up. It would be ionizing. Yeah, exactly. It would remove so electrons. That's why there's a limit on how far into the UV we can see. Now your question might be. So why the fuck can't we see infrared? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. That seems so... That's not ionizing. And it's and just it's on the other side of the... Of it, yes, some of it gets through the atmosphere. It pe Other people, living things emit it. So even if it did, didn't get through the atmosphere, it doesn't matter. Things use it to, like, other animals can see in infrared. Why not? Turns out all these other animals that can see in infrared, or sense in infrared in some cases, uh, it's a different sensory organ. It's not their eyes. So, for example, um, there's a few different kinds of snakes that have, uh, they call them thermosensitive pits, I believe. Um, they have additional, in other places on their head, uh, additional sensory organs that sense um, thermal radiation in the form of infrared light. What? It then gets mixed with the signal from their optical nerve, such that they are literally seeing with an additional set of eyes that only infrared radiation. <laughs> What yep. the fuck? Yeah, snakes. super cool. 
Um, also, all these yeah. animals that can see infrared. There's also like bats, bats kind of, and kind insects, of, and insects, and they it's. Them being able to see infrared is like critical to their survival, easy, either because they need to find like warm blood or like a place to lay their young that's warm from like fresh fires or something, or need to be able to like hunt at night primarily. And none of those were driving factors in our evolution. Yeah, so, that's that's true. Yeah, and and given that like this is so rare and a different century organ, it would have to be some kind of very special thing. Yeah. For so it to have yeah. So what we're talking derived. about is like yeah, creating another sensory organ is like super energy inefficient. It would have to be yes. like really, 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 really helpful, and effectively. And not only that, but like one would expect sort of the first vision systems to be really sensitive to blue light because they would have evolved underwater where light is almost entirely blue and being sensitive to anything else would be entirely useless. <laughs> yes. And infrared is very far from blue. Sure. So to get all the way down there and then develop another sensory organ for it would be... And the reason you need another sensory organ oh, for yes, it, by the way, important. is because our eyes would just get warm if you were to hit them with infrared light. The same way every other part of you gets so, warm. Yeah. So the thing about visible, <laughs> visible and ultraviolet light um, are classified. Well, the reason these different sections of light are classified is based on what they, how they interact with matter. So all the way back down to high energy gamma rays, they can literally create particle-antiparticle pairs when they hit stuff because they're freaking ridiculous high energy. It's some crazy physics stuff that is just totally nuts. not worth explaining. And then gamma rays can um, basically like go right into the right up to like an atom and just knock one of its central electrons off which is like super tightly bound to the atom just like nope get out of here <laughs> right? and then x-rays can do a similar thing but not quite as powerfully and not quite as close um and then ultraviolet excites the valence electrons in molecules and atoms so does visible what are the valence light. electrons so that's like the outer electrons. Okay, the, uh, not really important. Basically, yeah. it it just like the less the le the weak it's, more weakly held. Right, thing. Gotcha. and it also and it just excites them. It doesn't damage yeah, it doesn't anything shoot them out or knock them all. Like, exactly. Release them from the atom. It just moves them to a just higher. Just gives them energy some energy state. temporarily. So that's if if we couldn't see visible light, if someone were to categorize things by interaction with matter, there would be a cutoff, like right outside of our vision, on the infrared side, where like is the difference is whether or not it excites an atom or it just may causes the atoms to like vibrate. Oh, weird. Yeah. So we really can't use our eyes to sense infrared. Exactly. So so like for example, the, the thermo pits on vampire bats are have to be like thermally insulated from the rest of their body. Sure, that makes otherwise sense. the rest of their body <laughs> would just be making them go. Wow, it's really constantly. warm in here. Is it just me? <laughs> yeah, it would just be like constant. So, you can't see anything. Yeah. Um so yeah, so that, that's that's why. So it's like a super dedicated organ and we can't use our current system of eyes for it, which is why likely we don't have the ability to see in it. Um Yeah, okay. What's next? Um Wow, that know. was that was intense. Yeah, that was a lot. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, should we talk about how light <laughs> interacts with stuff then? Yeah. Like absorption, reflection, yep, refraction, yep, yep, diffraction. Yep. Oh, yeah, all different we've things. already been talking about them all. So when light – okay, so li first of all, light can travel through a vacuum. Uh, it doesn't need a physical medium. Unlike sound, it doesn't need to have things bounce or bouncing yes, around exactly. to work. Okay. Why is that? So the way it operates is in the electronic and magnetic fields. Right? Oh, yeah, we talked about Which that. Which exist everywhere, but don't have a magnitude everywhere necessarily. So if there's no electric field somewhere, it's not that the electric field literally doesn't exist there. It's that it doesn't have a, it's zero. 
It would be I, like uh, okay. It's it's yeah. uh, analogy. <sighs> I was gonna say it's like gravity, but like that doesn't yeah. help. It's the same it's problem. The same sort of thing. I, you just it's another one of those. You have to take our word just for it. Just imagine basically a cargo net <laughs> stretched taut. That means it's zero. If it bends anywhere, it's value. I don't know. It doesn't. Yeah. Basically, just we're talking about like so like, like a perfectly still pond. It's just sort of it's there, but it's not doing anything. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. And then if you and drop so, a pebble in, you get this. These you start to do stuff, right? Wiggly, okay. And, and so yeah. Wiggly, wiggly, can you right. And so you but can, the water's everywhere. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. We'll take Good. that. That's vaguely all right. Yes. You are an expert. <laughs> so, um, when light hits matter. It can do Boop. a number of very strange things. So I guess we can talk about absorption first, because we yeah, sort of just definitely. talked about. So there are two ways that light can be absorbed by matter. Okay. There are three ways, though. We'll talk about two of them. One of them only <laughs> doesn't occur in solids and is, like, related to... I'll just explain Go. the ways. <laughs> Say so the first one <laughs> is that in any solid material, there are atoms, and these atoms are surrounded by Not electrons. True. I'm just kidding. Yeah, go. <laughs> like, Damn it, Dan. <laughs> Zach was like, oh, fuck. Did I miss like, something? <laughs> no, things don't like, have atoms like, oh, in them. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the, all these atoms are surrounded by all these electrons, and these electrons have specific energies, right? They have a certain, and since it's quantum mechanics, they all have discrete <laughs> energies. It's not like a range of energies. There's very specific values of energies. It's like, well it, it's like they're effectively like they're integer valued. Yeah. So like you can't have 1.5 energy. You just have one or two. Gotcha. Yeah. And so you can sort of picture an energy level schematically by like a series of uh, like horizontal lines increase like going vertically. So you have a line like at the ground level, right? Mm. And that's the first energy state. And then there's a line like 10 feet above it. And that's the second energy state. Okay, that's okay. another line. And the, the lines get closer together as you increase in energy. Um, so a light can come into a material and be absorbed by an electron and move it up in its energy state. Okay, so it can go from like one to two or yep, something. Gotcha. Exactly. Okay. And so that only happens if the photon has equal to or greater than energy than the change, the difference between the energy states. So if it we're at so it has to be able to get it. So if it only gets yeah. it up to one point five, it, it would be like nope, happen. it's gonna stick to one. Yeah. Yep. If it goes up to two point five, it's gonna be like okay, it's going up to two, two and then it's gonna stay the there. Will, okay. Explain that the rest in a minute. Uh, so that's how like light above the visible range for the most part gets absor absorbed because anything with energy less than that usually doesn't have enough energy. Anything like below visible light doesn't really have enough energy to actually excite electrons. Gotcha. So that's why. Glass, for example, which is totally transparent, visible light, is opaque. You can't see through it using UV light, and anything above that, it stops. Because it. those have an, the UV light has higher energy, oh. and things with higher energy is enough to actually excite the electrons up into a new state. Anything lower than UV light isn't doesn't have enough energy, so it actually just goes through. Gotcha. The interesting thing about glass, though, is it is also opaque to infrared radiation and anything below that. Uh. <laughs> Uh, so how does that work? Reason. <laughs> totally different mechanism. So instead of exciting Jesus the electrons, Christ. it essentially excites the atoms. And so when atoms are in a solid material, they're all kind of bonded together, sure. hanging out, and they're all vibrating a little bit in a certain way. <laughs> they're all vibrating a little bit, right? And so if you have, they're only specific, again, it's discrete. There are only certain ways it can vibrate. And so if you have infrared radiation or anything below that, it usually has the right amount of energy to cause the atoms 
to start to vibrate and okay. absorb. And so that's how infrared is absorbed as heat in your body. It literally hits your atoms and, and it just starts moving them around. Okay. Yeah, and then when if you if you're like and then eventually it's it sort of yeah, and it calms down and okay. it releases infrared back out. What? And that's how you generate Weird. heat partially. Um, so that's why you can see through glass and how light is absorbed in materials. Two different mechanisms. Uh, the lower mechanism. I was talking specifically about vibrational energy. There's also rotational energy. In solid materials, atoms don't have the ability to rotate. They do in liquids and gases, though. So in liquids and gases, there's like another lower set of Weird. energy states that they can absorb. Um, yeah. So okay, so, so the two ways of absorbing are, one, it can excite electrons and put them up into a higher energy state. Yep. Or it can just bounce the atoms around, and that's how that energy gets turned from light into atoms bouncing around yep okay this <laughs> okay yeah this is this exists and there's another I, yeah. easy one this is called scattering so basically if light comes in and it starts hitting parts of a solid object that are like sort of on the same scale as the wavelength of the light it'll just reflect everywhere like kind of bounce off in various directions and start shooting in all directions okay and so that's sort of like why paper and snow and foam all look white it's because they sort of are like rough surfaces that are very filled with air and like all puffy in all different directions. And so light hits paper it. Paper is very flat. Have you ever touched paper? Have you ever looked at paper at the top <laughs> scale? No. It's yeah. all pitted and small. It's got a lumpy rough surface and stuff. Paper is not smooth. No. So, not right. Close. So, yeah. So, I mean, like if you put paper in water and leave it for My a really a long lie. time, it starts pulling apart in like threads almost. It's made up of all these like interwoven. I care about my paper, Shane. I don't do that. Shut up. Um, it it's like made up of all these like interwoven like threads, and that makes it super uneven. Okay. Yeah. Well. So, it's rough, and so all this light goes boingy boingy boingy, and all loses its like original. And it's it a scientific term, boingy boingy yeah, boingy. And it all comes back to your eye, and it's all scattered and messed up, and it's pretty much all the wavelengths of light now suddenly at your eye, and it looks white, because that's what happens when you add all the colors together. So that's scattering and this can be bouncing off of well basically fluctuations in in like how the atoms are arranged so whether they're like super dense in one area and suddenly like not dense right next to it like there's a pocket of something pocket of air where there's no atoms or if there's they're arranged at different angles to each other grain boundaries yeah, if you know yeah, what that right. means blah 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 so that's scattering that's another easy one then there's a uh, let's do refraction or defraction uh, definitely refraction. Refraction? Yeah. All right. So refraction, you've probably heard about this before. Uh, this is how prisms and rainbows work. <gasps> yes. <Yeah>. So <coughs> what happens with refraction... Wait, is this going to be like... Is this like a long explanation? Are we going to like talk about like rainbows and stuff right now? Yeah, probably. Because... Maybe we should take a quick music break. And be okay. back in a bit. Yeah, take a little. Uh, we got a lot of information. Yeah, this we is still have more. This we're is, getting like this is a ton, more and so. more sciencey and shit as we go on. <laughs> so yeah. let's. So oh, we're gonna to. take a quick music break. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Okay, we're back. Um, I changed my mind. We're not talking about refraction just yet. Okay, what are we doing? We're talking about reflection. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That's much better. Okay, we're gonna start with Did that. Did we already? No. No, not really. Not at all. Oh, okay. So instead of talking about rainbows, let's talk about mirrors. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Two equally mirrors complicated, are, fascinating, yeah, mysterious mirrors are enigmas. Like surprisingly complicated for how common they are as like a thing. Um, 
Yeah. Do you want me to do? You're gonna go. Um. So I'm gonna start, and yeah. I'm gonna get stuck and confused, and you're gonna finish it. Perfect. <laughs> I love that. Um, so. Like reflection happens. <laughs> uh, well, specular reflect, reflection. We'll just call it reflection. Yeah. Um, when light comes important. in towards the surface. So imagine just a flat surface, right? Sure. And some light beam is coming in at an angle, mm -hmm. hits the surface, bounces off the surface at the same angle. Sure. But still moving like forward, right? Like when you're playing pool. Yeah, exactly. So it goes boink, boink off a wall. Yep. Yep, exactly. And it's, the angles are all the same, and it's wonderful, right? So how does that actually happen? Why does right. light bounce off of matter? Because because light has momentum, but it doesn't actually bounce. There's yeah. no thing there for which to bounce. We talked about it. it's sort of a wave and sort of a particle, but it's not like a ball. We didn't really talk about how it was a particle. Yeah, ball. we'll talk about so that. We mentioned you said photon. You said the word photon a couple times, yeah. but we're just not going to worry about that for now. <laughs> we'll talk about we will talk about it. Experiment. Yeah. yeah. So um, basically, reflection. It's not that the light just physically goes boink boink. This is a oscillating electric field, right? So this electric potential is going up and down and up and down, uh -huh, right? Yeah. So it interacts with an atom which has electrons around it which are negatively charged. Sure. And now for the first time we understand what it means that it's an oscillating field going up and down because... The what? Because the electron actually oh, now yeah, interacts yeah, with it, it moves the and goes up and, and down. down. Man, I was setting place. you up so oh. hard. Was so I was going to say that, and you said that, and I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so like a, a water molecule in a wave that's just going up and down. Now we have right. these electrons that are going up and down following the pattern of the, the light wave. Yes. Right. Boom! And so when an electron oscillates in such a way, sure, it then uh, propagates the wave that oscillated it in every direction. Okay. Right. Kind of makes sense. So if yeah. you think about it, like if you were, if you had a big ball with the, where the, um, uh, the resonant frequency, like the frequency at which it shook at was whatever frequency you had and you shot that frequency at it, it would make that sound and you could hear it no matter what direction you were standing in. Right. It would sure. just propagate that in every direction. So okay. it's the same idea. So it works the same way. Yeah. And so as it hits the surface and does this, each electron that's doing it oscillates it, right? And then these new oscillations combine and make a new light wave coming off of the surface. They constructively interfere. So let's they talk about what that together. Means. So interference with waves, right? Okay. Imagine you have two sine waves, right? Two, a crest and a, on the left, a trough on the right, mm -hmm. and you stack them directly on top of each other, right? They're in the exact same spot. They look exactly the same, right? Well, what happens then is that the how high their crests and troughs are add together, right? Mm -hmm. So if the crest and the crest are together, you get a doubly big crest. Mm -hmm. Troughs and troughs together, you get a doubly deep trough. If they're offset so that crest and trough are above each other, that crest plus trough, if they're equal in opposite directions, they add to zero, right? Mm -hmm. That sure. makes sense? So, so in terms of a practical way of understanding it, throw a rock in a pond, you get some waves. You throw another rock in the pond, and those waves hit the first waves and can either make bigger waves or c pretty much cancel out the first yep, waves. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And so that combines to make a new light wave coming off the surface. It's hard to visualize. Yeah. I can't so, explain it in words. Yeah. So we <laughs> sort of talked, I like vaguely mentioned for a second at the beginning that the, electro, the electronic and magnetic fields, or rather the electronic and magnetic waves cause each other to occur. Um, literally, if you move an electron back and forth, you will induce a magnetic current. 
you will you will cause or a magnetic field yeah you will cause magnetism to happen by moving it back and forth and also an electric field. and the mag and then that magnetic field will cause its own electronic field so what happens is your so light hits this surface and moves an electron say say so like it hits the surface and so it starts moving this electron up and down sure. right now the electron is going to get that means it's going to get closer to other electrons but electrons all push each other away so it gets closer to other electrons and those electrons try to move out of the way that's how it propagates right that it causes them to move in the same way when it comes back they fill in the space again so now they're moving and then they move back to their original positions because they all try to get as far away from each other as they can be and that's where they were to start with so they try okay. to go back to their original positions which causes a magnetic wave facing the opposite direction which causes an electric an electric wave facing the opposite direction so what you get is a reflection the exact flip of the light that just hit the surface comes back out of the surface it doesn't bounce cool. it literally goes in causes the electron to move and another one comes out that's almost identical just mirrored so basically what happens is instead of like actually having some sort of light that hits and bounces off what happens is it sort of like does things and is transformed into some other weird thing that moves electrons around and then that sends off the, that movement motion also that sends motion off creates an equally one. but flipped yes an equal strength but flipped light wave exactly yep that's and weird then, so in some materials so reflection is exactly the opposite of what i have always defined it as bouncing off yeah yeah okay bouncing off so uh reflection ooh, oh You're, okay this is trippy now <laughs> so now i'm picturing a mirror yeah uh, where you shine some light at it and it's gonna reflect back out and that's you get a reflection you're telling me what i'm looking at is not like the light that's bouncing off of me <laughs> it's completely new light so yes, it the is man in the mirror yeah. light. the man in the mirror is that is so weird <laughs> i'm very uncomfortable now yeah it's completely different Jeez. that is really weird i we so have just learned about this in different materials uh some light will be absorbed some will be reflected some will go through transmission right in metals specifically um the way metals are put together we'll talk about this more in our materials episode a uh, bunch of a lump of atoms shoved together, right? And their electrons are basically free to move anywhere. Usually in most solids, like the electrons can kind of move around, but they're bound to certain okay. sections of the material. In the metal, that is not the case. It's like a sea of electrons. That's the model used to describe it. They okay. can just kind of float wherever they want. And so in conductors, um, which conduct electricity, right, um, they have to basically maintain charge neutrality always. So if plus charges can't go away from negative charges for too long and so when this oscillating thing comes in it sort of induces the charges all the electrons to slide around in a way that opposes the electron okay that field. makes sense and so it does it has the reflection and pretty much reflects almost 100 percent of the light and just totally kills any of the light that was going in so you it pretty much immediately goes to zero the light that was going to the metal so you only get reflection and so mirrors are just metal like silver on the back of glass and so you see through the glass it hits the reflective metal and then comes back out to your eyes so and the just, glass is yeah. like there to protect the metal because you don't want your silver or aluminum or whatever they're using as the as the reflective backing to go away and <laughs> get ruined or anything mirrors are weird that's yeah. super weird okay yeah yep that seems pretty straightforward though i think that i think for the most part that's sort of an easy light goes in gets destroyed and the action of destroying it 
creates, another creates a one new that's one that's exactly the opposite. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Refraction. Thumbs up. Thumb sideways. Yeah, we're okay. All right. All right. Refraction. <laughs> so refraction's weird. Okay. So it's usually explained incorrectly as the bend- <laughs> as the bending of light, right? So this is uh, effectively if you if you like if you're standing in a swimming pool, or rather if you're looking at someone who's standing in a swimming pool and you look down and you realize that like their legs aren't lined up with their torso. Mm-hmm. Because or like you have a straw and a glass of water. Yeah, right. I don't know who, what monster barbarian would drink water with a straw, <laughs> but it could happen. Yeah, so then, and all of a sudden, it looks like the bottom half of the straw, the part that's in the water, mm-hmm. isn't lined up with the top half of the straw. And it's because, quote unquote, the light bends when it's going into the water and or coming back out of the water. So um, what does that mean? Right. <laughs> so it sort of... Does yeah well so the the model or just 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 so that everyone has like a visual model of this basically what happens is it was explained to me like you're driving a car on on like a highway right and you're trying to drive straight but then all of a sudden you hit a huge puddle imagine you hit this big puddle but you don't turn the wheel of your car you don't change the speed at which you're going the right half of your car that hits the puddle is going to slow down right because all of a sudden it's underwater. So your car is going to turn a little bit to the right. Sure. Though this is a completely different mechanism, that's the same way to think about what happens when light refracts into water out of air or into any substance with a higher refractive Refractive index. index. So when light is going at an angle toward water, the first quote-unquote side of the light that hits the water so if it's coming at an angle, oh god, I'm not gonna be able to explain this. Regardless, <laughs> it just comes in. It comes in at a. It'll go in at a steeper angle. It gets like pulled. Yeah. So the same. So right. So the. So if the right half, if the right half of the light ray hits the water first, then it gets pulled to the right. The sure. same way, if your car, the right half of your car hits a puddle, you get pulled to the right. So that's. But but this isn't. Actually, that is not, not the mechanism. The okay, mechanism. that just is because, an equivalent result. Yeah, because we don't as, have. As you may have heard, light always moves at the speed of light. So it. Oh, can't that's slow why down. it's called that. Yeah. So no matter what, nothing will cause it to slow down, which means that the slowing down is not what's causing the turning. And there's okay. also this theory that, like, oh, well, it slows down in the material because it gets absorbed and re-emitted and absorbed and re-emitted by each atom it passes. No. No, it doesn't. It doesn't the light happen. does not get absorbed, and then re- that, no, that's not what <laughs> caused it to happen. Um, uh, so, what happens is, what does happen so really? Uh, it's like again, it's the same thing, sort of thing as the reflection, but instead well, of reflecting outwards, it creates a new, like wave front right. in the material. Right. Um, okay, so sort of. Yeah. But it's the point source thing, right? That's why... Yeah. I, yeah. Well, I mean, the, so, so the reflection works as the point source model, too. It's constructive oh, interference of all sure. the point sources. Yeah, okay, so, so, so yeah. this is... So then this is... What are you saying? Sorry, we'll Ignoring that. Um, so basically what's happening now is... So the, it's the same idea where the light hits, say, like water. So say we're just doing like a glass of water. Sure. The light goes from the air into the water. Okay. Again, same thing happens here where um, you create like... The, the electrons in the water are, again, pretty free to move around in water. Um, so they're moving around, right? Okay. And in the same way uh, as, like, metal, some of it is some of it goes toward uh, creating this reflection. Okay. 
But it's not like metal where the electrons can move completely freely. Sure. So in this case, all of it, oops, I turned on Siri. Um, in this case, uh, all of it doesn't go toward making a reflection. Okay. Some of it continues uh, um, oscillating the same way that, like generating a light force in a light wave in <laughs> the same direction that the light came in. However, okay. yeah, that would make you think that it would keep going straight. Right? Yeah, why, why, why would the straw be, the problem, image be right. broken up? So the problem here is that actually what happens is um, some, uh, some like electrons will actually be affected before other electrons, right? Is that right? Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and that being the case, you start getting... Uh, emittance from one point source, the one electron, before the one next to it, before the one next to that, before the one next to that, and you can see how that might make a um, that. Oh, this it's is so hard. Like a very <laughs> visual thing. Yeah, it's so hard to do with words. Oh no. Um. So basically, so uh, <laughs> so what happens is because one electron gets affected before the other one. Uh, you start moving. Wait, wouldn't that do the opposite? Zach? No, it doesn't okay, do the good. opposite. Can you, it does can exactly you help me here then? I, I'm, I'm not sure how to explain okay. it without a picture. This is Damn. like really. We'll definitely <laughs> post pictures on the blog. Yeah, like we're gonna 100%. Have to do that. Um, yeah, because this stuff is yeah, it's so hard. But yeah, so so anyway, so uh, what it does is that like you get effectively different point sources, where each point source can be thought of roughly as like an electron here moving back and forth, um, and so. Uh, some of them, some of the electrons are dedicated toward like making this reflection wave, and some of them, uh, since they can't move around as much, the wave just continues propagating through. But because, like, say, like the rightmost electrons start making this propagation, this transmission wave before sure. the leftmost electrons, um, yeah, uh, then uh, what you get is a uh, you get like a slightly tilted wave. If you had if you had all of them activated at the same time, the uh, the wave would always move directly down from the surface of the water. Does that make sure. sense? So say like a light wave that goes directly straight into the water rather than at an angle. Well, no. So this is even if you had it at an angle, if all of the electrons on the water were activated at the same time, oh, yeah. you would create a light wave going straight down. Oh, okay. Can you see how? Oh, it, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, ah, oh, that's super weird. But if you had the weird. rightmost electron activated earlier, you would mm -hmm. tilt it a little bit toward the other direction. In this case, water tilts it a little bit toward the other direction, less than light does. And so you get it, actually it appears to be tilted away from the direction it came in. Um, so it's not quite straight down, but it's... <laughs> but when it comes out the air on the other side... Yeah, it does the thing more. It goes in the opposite direction. No, it does the thing. Yeah. But you would expect it to continue to... They're doing a lot of hand signals right now, for those of you who are only so listening to So this explanation us. isn't quite right it's so hard this is like <laughs> diffraction is nut a refraction is nuts diffraction, diffraction is, is even nuts. worse um <laughs> uh it's so the speed of light doesn't change but these things called the group and phase velocity which oh no the will change and this is like totally <laughs> mathy and nuts and i don't even know how to tell you guys about it it's not worth it it's We're gonna so it. ridiculous use the fucking car hitting a puddle model yeah whatever <laughs> i give up i'm sorry we tried so um, wait <laughs> so rainbows yeah yeah okay and prisons. so now that you know how refraction works <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, awesome. so so uh so so if you're looking at 
if, if, you're, if there, say there's a bunch of water molecules suspended in the air now, right? Like it's misty or it's very lightly raining or it has just rained, so there's still some water in the air. The light from the sun okay. will hit individually each of those particles, presumably. For sure. They're not in the shade. Um, and it will refract slightly, right? So that is come go into the water inside the water at a slightly different angle than bend it was on the outside. It will quote unquote bend a bit. Yeah. Then, interestingly, some of it will bounce off of the back of the water droplet. Oh, weird. From the inside. Like the other end of the water. So really oh, what's what? happening is it's bouncing off of the air outside of the water droplet, <laughs> which is a That weird is weird thought. to think about. I once was like, I, I did swim team in high school and at some point I like was swimming and I looked up it took me, it was amazing to me for the <laughs> amount that I swim that it took me until like junior year of being on the swim team to notice this. But if you're swimming and you look up at the surface of the water, you can see a reflection of yourself while you're underwater. What? Which is a reflection. I didn't know that. Off of the air. Ah! Which is bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this That's is nuts. actually the exact same thing. So the, the light goes into the little water droplet and it bends a little mm -hmm. and then it bounces off the back mm -hmm. and then it since we talked about how like it'll bounce off at the same angle the opposite angle that it came in at uh -huh. right like a pool ball um it'll bounce off say so say it came in at like roughly horizontal okay and then it bent a little bit and hit the back now it's going to come down sort of down right toward the ground mm -hmm. and then again will bend on the way out of the water droplet okay okay now there's something important about this bending the amount that it bends is directly related to the wavelength of the light the distance between crest the and between the crests, crests. Yeah. which is also what defines the color of the light. Oh. So if you send a white light, a combination of all of the visible light uh, like frequencies okay. into the droplet, the, uh, let's see, the red light will bend a little bit less, less, thank you, um, <laughs> than the blue light, etc. So they actually split into what looks like oh so based on their wavelength what they get is they sort of just all they start to separate bend a little bit yeah some and bend then, a little bit different yeah. angles and then it'll bounce off the back and on its way back out split even more uh-huh and then you get a rainbow jesus christ that is now the optimal so cool the optimal angle for viewing this refraction is 42 degrees based on some math that i don't want to say or really <laughs> wanted to figure out myself at all um <laughs> which means that when you're looking at a rainbow you're looking at the water droplets that make a 42 degree angle between uh you and the sun so the sun is either like above you or directly behind you and there's like a 40 the 42 degree angle made by like the line from the water droplet to the sun and the line from the water droplet to you oh yeah that's why it makes an arc um and also it means that if you were to be above where that where like the sun is sort of laterally like so if you were in a plane and the sun was setting you could just see it a circle like an ellipse a, a rain ellipse <laughs> oh my god that's so cool yeah really weird so because there's no there's leprechauns there. No, no leprechauns in the mm, rainbow. No Unless ends. leprechauns can fly, they can. Oh, oh, good. Uh, leprechauns have um, where are you nearly going? vestigial you wings, <laughs> um, but this is the uh, evolutionary stupid. biologist speaking. Yeah. <laughs> um, I finally get to talk about things phenology. I know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So that's how rainbows work. It's just refraction. Cool. It's like, quote unquote bending. So wait, let me just sort of recap. Yeah. You have these different colors of light based right. on their wavelength. Right. And when they go into a water drop, they're refracted, and mm -hmm. each 
different wavelength, which means different color, is mm -hmm. reflected refracted at a little bit different of an angle. Mm -hmm. And they sort of split up. So you have white light, and then it all splits into different. The Pink Floyd album cover of It's a Prism. Dark Side of the Moon, right? Yes, right. sir. And so, for the record, we're saying the word prism. A prism is literally just something that like has a different refractive index, and light will go in and then come out. And again, it will split a little bit on the way in and a little bit more on the way out. And then it will separate white light into all of the different visible colors. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now buddy. we're going to talk about something that makes significantly less sense. <laughs> <laughs> D -d Diffraction. <laughs> okay. Single slit. Did you just like try to make like an EDM song out of like? Maybe. Zach, you want to do the single slit? Ex single slit experiment. No, the single slit. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's diffraction. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> diffraction is interesting. So imagine you have a light wave going in a direction. Okay, I don't know why you said it like that. And it's but approaching okay. a wall. A wall, you a mean? A wall. And there's a hole in the wall. That's like way, way bigger than the wavelength way, way of the, the wave, wavelength. right? So this, the hole in the wall is way <laughs> bigger than the wavelength of the light. So imagine like you're walking towards, I don't know, like imagine there's a fence and a hundred <laughs> meters of it have been ripped apart and don't exist anymore. <laughs> and you're walking towards that opening. The fence has nothing. You don't give a crap about the fence. It's got nothing to do with you. Same thing with light, right? If there's a barrier like that and you have a really small wavelength, you don't give a shit about the fence. Sure. It doesn't matter at all. If suddenly you are 100 meters long. <laughs> or, okay. or maybe the fence opening is smaller. No. Let's do something that makes more date. sense. So imagine now that you're walking toward a fence that's, um, you know, one meter wide. So, yeah. So you're now you care about this fence opening, right? Okay. You can so now still fit through... But you have to actually aim yourself toward the middle of the yeah. opening. Gotcha. You so can't just sort of randomly. Yeah. That sort okay. of just explains why it only matters if the slit or opening is smaller than the wavelength of light. So if you have okay. this light sure. approaching a, a wall, right? And the wall has a hole in it that is smaller than the wavelength of light. You get diffraction through the hole. So what happens is um, as the light, which is more or less like approaching the wall, like perpendicularly, right? It hits this opening and then spreads out and interferes with itself. <laughs> Hold on, not interferes with itself on the. Oh yeah, well, well it, it does. does if it's big it enough. Does so, but not not if it's smaller than the op not if the opening is smaller than. Okay, the no, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. So, wait, yes, that's exactly what, that's what diffraction. That's what those. That's what it does. What? Uh, yeah, we're currently having some uh, technical difficulties, and by technical I mean, you difficulties, still, you, I mean, you get it interferes with itself regardless. It's a matter of what the fringes look like. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> what happens is, so, uh, so just like vaguely, like a way to like picture this, other than just going to Wikipedia and typing in diffraction, which is a better <laughs> idea because they'll give you a much better picture than I can. <laughs> um, mostly because this is a sound show. Yeah. <laughs> um, wrong kind of wave so the the wave's gonna go uh so so like you have this wave approaching a wall right with a slit in it um and coming at the wall you have like a the full like imagine the entire rectangle coming at the wall is just completely full of this wave sure then you hit the slit and on the other side you have what looks like the wi-fi signal on your computer <laughs> or phone ah okay yeah. so sure. it, it's it makes like a little chunk like a, a slice of pizza kind of thing of the wave propagating okay. forward right um at first you would look at this and go oh that kind of makes sense because it like 
hits the walls and bends outward because there's space now and then you think oh this is light that doesn't make any sense you'd be right the second time it doesn't make any sense so what's happening is okay so effectively the way you can imagine light moving through an electromagnetic field is the same way you can imagine sound moving through the air that is it's propagating you can't Right. That is, it's propagating <laughs> from, from one particle to another particle. Okay. However, in an electromagnetic wave or an electromagnetic field, there are no actual particles. So rather, it is propagating from one point in space to another. Sure. One okay. point in yeah, the electromagnetic yeah. field. Sure. In this case, what's happening is if a, if a wave is moving forward all in one direction as sort of a beam or a ray or just like one large wave moving forward then all of those point sources are, uh, they are constructively, they're constructively interfering to appear to be a perfectly solid wave moving in one direction. Imagine if in the ocean, you could see instead of just one wave rolling at you, mm -hmm. someone dropped 50, hundred rocks 5, into 000. the ocean. Yeah, 5,000 rocks in the ocean. <laughs> all in a line, all at the same time. Okay. That would still create something that would look very much like a straight wave rolling at you. Sure. Right? Only all the way on the edges would you notice that it's actually going in all directions. Does that oh, make yeah. sense? Yeah, right. sure. So right in the middle, it actually just looks like one big straight wave because they all, they've all canceled themselves out horizontally. The only important motion is the motion toward you. Yep. And so as soon as he dropped this first set of rocks, then another set of rocks immediately in front of that set of rocks gets dropped. And so as this, the wave from the first rocks get pushed forward, it encounters a wave coming backwards from the rocks you dropped. Those cancel out. And then the new rocks you dropped push in the more the wave forward again. He's just, that, he's just he, So like you're just <laughs> continually dropping the same like 5,000 rocks into the ocean at the same time. <laughs> okay. And all Our analogies are getting weirder and yeah. weirder as the show works. goes on. But so what that will make is a No, bunch no, of just ways. more like right. just completely yeah. batshit. Yeah. Like the first one's like, oh, you throw a rock into a still pond. <laughs> it's like you drop 5,000 rocks into the ocean. <laughs> Who is doing that? Where did you get those helicopters? I don't know. How man. did you? How is the ocean efficient. still enough? So, um, so what's happening now is you have the like periodic um, waves moving forward, right? Sure. So... This is how we can imagine light to always be propagating. Like these point sources that are constantly emitting if they're like emitted upon, right? Same way sound, like an air particle starts emitting, emitting that sound as it is hit by another air particle emitting that sound. Okay. Yeah. So now we hit this slit in the wall. All of the particles that are emitting that are immediately up against the wall itself, not the slit, they can't emit anymore. There's nowhere further for them to go. They emit into the wall and nothing goes through on the other side. Right? Sure. Because light will not go through the wall. However, at the slit, say now we have, we're back down to like you dropped 10 rocks in the ocean, right? Because that's how wide the slit was. Okay. And you can imagine how now you can see at the sides it would broaden out and it would make more of a semicircle of the wave moving forward instead of a straight line. Yes. Yeah? Cool. Can we get a thumbs up from the from the shadowers? You're getting yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. We got one forty-five and two straight up. I'm pretty happy with that. Um, so that's um, so that's how it would propagate outward, right? Sure. That's diffraction. Okay. 
it seems like it makes some amount of sense. Yeah, right? sure. Yeah, I sort of get the um, idea of like you have a couple it, of rocks. You're yeah, dropping it, them in it the makes you. It, like, it requires you to think about light in a very strange way. Yeah, but that's not the weirdest thing in the world. What is the weirdest <laughs> thing in the world is when you add a second slit to the wall. Okay. You wouldn't think anything particularly special about that. However, nothing makes sense anymore. <laughs> so you add a second slit to the wall, right? This is so now you crazy. have now you have two sets of 10 rocks that you're dropping in the ocean. Okay. Right? So you can imagine now the ripples from those rocks interfering with each other mm -hmm. in a way that would make something like a grid but curved. Sure. Where the front like the front sort of like, the front ripple yeah, overlaps yeah, the yeah. other one and then yeah, you get yeah, sort of yeah, a yeah, grid yeah. and they keep going, right? So that's what appears on the wall when you shoot light through these slits. You get this like grid-ish pattern. Totally at this point nothing is absurd. Sure. Okay, now imagine you instead of uh, dropping a bunch of rocks in and having the water move forward, we're going to go back to what's actually happened. You shoot a single photon. That is one unit of light, the smallest unit of light that can exist as its own package, right? We shoot one photon toward the slits, and it goes through one of the slits, and it hits the wall in the back. Mm -hmm. And it makes a tiny little speck on the wall. Okay. And we have a little detector there to remember where all the specks were. Sure. And it seems totally random. And you send like 10 more, and they seem totally random. And you keep sending them, and you send 100,000 photons, one at a time. And what the detector shows is an interference pattern. There is some... The, the probability of where the particle will hit the wall is predetermined by what the interference pattern was when we shone just a full ray of light at it the It looks slits. exactly the same. Perfectly identical. Uh, how? Here's where we get what? into literally what? the weirdest part of light. Uh. Is that we've been talking about it as a wave. In some ways, it's accurate. The wave model of light gives us a probability for the existence of a photon. Okay. That is at any given point where there uh where there exists uh an upward like where there exists a peak in the wave, there is likely a photon there. Sure. But there doesn't have to be. <laughs> there could be, but like everything else that small, quantum mechanics says, Meh. maybe <laughs> it's there, maybe it's not. <laughs> Um, there's actually something called the single electron theory that says that there's only all, one electron. There's only one electron in the entire universe, <laughs> and you see multiple of them simply by measuring in multiple places where there is a high probability of there being an electron, and it will just pop into existence there, do its job, and leave. Um, it's the weirdest thing in the world. That doesn't sound right, <laughs> but who knows? <laughs> it has some scientific merit. Um, That's so this is so this is. Uh, a vaguely more reasonable version of that. Um, the, the photon <laughs> itself, so the, the wave pattern that we see on the wall only describes where a single photon is likely to hit. Sure. And since we're sending a bunch of them by sending that quote-unquote wave pattern, we actually just see that pattern. When you send one at a time, it still follows the interference pattern because technically... That the wave that describes its probability of existence is still there. Okay, so say 
So when you've sent out all hundred thousand, yeah, you get a pattern similar to the interference pattern that you get when the you same, try to uh, with, the same interference yeah. pattern. Yeah. So that makes sense because you're marking where the photons all land at the end, right? Yeah. Yep. yeah. So you're saying that when you shoot out just one photon, yeah. it'll land somewhere that matches the interference pattern. Sure. Even if it's yep. the only one there. Yeah. yeah, yeah Which yeah. means that photons are interfering with other photons that are shot at different times. Yeah, that that is just batshit. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you know, yes. you won't get a photon. This is why I am a, a biologist. There shouldn't be any light, even though you just shot one photon and it has nothing to interfere with. Yeah. What the fuck? Super weird. What the fuck? There's no explanation. That's it. That's just basically they're like, oh, well, <laughs> oh really? That's like, there's no. Tell like, oh, it acts like a wave when it goes through the slits until it's it hits the detector and then its, it's position just appears as a particle. It's a photon. There's some particularly amusing things where if you um, if you were to measure the particle before it goes through the slit, the interference pattern disappears. So if you identify which way the light goes, like which slit the light goes through before it hits the back because you've measured it it effectively loses its wave like uh like uh wave like characteristics becomes solely a particle and the interference pattern disappears okay so um <laughs> not none of this makes any sense good good no i'm it very shouldn't. confused it shouldn't it doesn't make any sense yeah this it doesn't is make any sense it's very bizarre strange. that we can even like have something happen on like a scale this large that's still like perceptible to us um but yeah um that's that's, yeah, that's it. super unsatisfying right yeah, i agree it is that's all we've got for you <laughs> okay uh, so so bad um yeah well we could talk about some other stuff yeah. sure okay let's talk about cool. sunglasses yeah, perfect. And polarized light. Great. We have very little time. I know. So, you know how we talked about light waves and they have electro electric fields that mm-hmm. go yeah, up, yeah, up yeah, and down, yeah, right? Yeah. So, whichever direction the electric field's oscillating. So, we kept calling it up and down, right? Uh-huh. It could be going in and it could be going diagonally or horizontally, whatever. Whichever way that's going, that's your polarization. Okay, cool. That right? makes sense. And you know how we talked about like constructive interference? Mhm. So what I just described is a linearly polarized light wave. If you have two light waves, all right, imagine one's vertical and one's horizontal, right? And their crests exactly match up. Uh-huh. Then you really, this looks, when you look at it, it looks like a light wave that has a crest that's 45 degrees between the two crests, right? It's Weird. vector addition. You can kind of imagine that. Yeah, right? yeah, sure. So this is also linearly polarized light. If you now send this light through uh, a quarter wave, whatever, something that basically <laughs> slows down one of the light waves. Now the crests are offset. And so you imagine, imagine the vertical one has, uh, its crest is full at this point in time, and the horizontal one is at zero, right? Now imagine the top one's crest is going down and the horizontal one's crest goes oh. out. So now your, your vector is tilting from vertical to horizontal. And then the pattern continues and it circles around and you get circularly polarized light. Light that just perpetually it's changes its polarization in a circular manner. Okay. And that's a special case of elliptical polarization. Usually it's not perfectly offset like yeah. that. It's like a little bit Unless offset. Unless I do you it see a lumpy purpose. circle. Yeah. Um, so uh, you can block different polarizations of light. And one thing that happens is when you have sunlight that shines down to a surface, when some of it gets reflected, um, it's more likely that what's reflected is parallel to the surface. 
Oh, okay. So if it bounces off cool. the road, you mostly have horizontally polarized light. Um, and so if you have sunglasses that block horizontally polarized light, you like significantly reduce road glare. So it's like that makes sense. Pretty yeah. fancy, right? Um, so wait, how do these sunglasses block <laughs> polarized light? So they use something called well, it's a version of a wire grid polarizer. So what they it's these little usually okay sunglasses sound way fucking cooler now. So usually they have <laughs> uh, a polymer cool. that has so polymers basically look like a bunch of really thin strings in a solution, okay. right? And if you can pull that taut and have all the strings line up with each other, and dope it with iodine. And so iodine has like extra electrons and stuff, and it loves sending them around. It kind of hangs out with one of the polymer strands. It's like, I love you. You're my best friend. Let's play with electrons. I don't I've know. I've never pictured iodine Whatever. as being so romantic. Yeah, it's so great. It's great. It's the greatest uh, element, except for silicon. Um, and uh, of course, you have a fucking favorite. No, element. it's one of my professor's favorite elements. It's like <laughs> super uh, important in the electronics anyway, industry. Anyway, continue. So <laughs> it forms this wire grid. Imagine they're. Uh, well, Not really grid. No. It's okay, straight yeah. lines across. So imagine if someone took a harp and turned it on their side. Yep. You just have so wires have running. Well, you want vertical wires. Oh. Oh, well, to do this one. Yeah. Okay. So, so you harp. just have a harp. So you have a harp. So you got these vertical wires, right? And they're made of this thing that has electrons in it that can move about. And they can move really easily along the polymer strand uh-huh. because there's a long polymer strand. It can but not in along, any other direction. But not perpendicular to it because there's nowhere for it to go. Sure. So as light comes in, and it's this horizontally polarized light, right? So it's wiggling horizontally, mm-hmm. and it goes into these um, strands, right? And the strands that the are vertically oriented. That are vertically oriented. The st- electrons try to move, and they can't really respond because they can't go very far. So nothing really happens to the light wave. It kind of just goes through, right? Oh, so we don't want that to happen. I know. So that's what I was oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. So imagine the harp is on its side, <laughs> <laughs> and you have vertical light coming in. It won't be very now. The vertical light basically tries to shift the electrons up and down, but the strands are on the sides, so it can't, so, can't do yeah, it. So, what happens so it doesn't really affect the light waves right. at all. Uh-huh. Because the, what happens is when if, if light comes through and, it, and an electron does move up and down, basically steals the energy from the light. It says, aha, you're mine. I'm going to jump up and down now. Oh, yeah. It like, has enough energy how, to yeah. jump up and down. Okay, cool. Right. Yeah. And, and then so like, if yeah. it can't move up and down, the light keeps all of its energy. So it can just keep going. And it goes yep. right into your eyes. Yep. Yes. Now, it's horizontally polarized light it wiggles the electron along this polymer chain and all of a sudden it's like ha i got all your energy bloosh and like reflects it or something and since it's the iodine is hanging out there it can stop the light from going through so basically you're cutting the light that goes into your eyes basically in half way way more than in half yeah because light could be in any orientation oh but you're only only horizontal through that oh that's even better wow sunglasses are really fucking cool super awesome (laughs) and so are rainbows and then really quickly i'm going to talk about lasers because lasers are awesome so one way to make lasers happen is you take a bunch of gas particles that are hanging out in a little box and you like put energy in them either with like an electric current or like a, a flash of light like super bright light right and all of a sudden, they all move up in energy level. And if you have more than 50% of the gas atoms, or molecules, depending, um, in a higher energy level, you've got something called population inversion. right? And so what happens here is that technically temperature is negative on the Kelvin scale. Uh, 
whatever which that is the means. The thing that you may have heard couldn't happen. Yeah. Because we were trying to get to like absolute zero, which is zero, but we can get to negative. That's oh, not yeah. Really and a also, problem. negative temperature is hotter I'm sorry. than any positive temperature. <laughs> oh, um, my God. Yeah. Guys, you're only adding more things. No, I know. That I wanted to do that. It doesn't make any sense. Actually, this kind of makes. Is, I can kind of explain it. I'm not going to, though. Don't, don't. Um, <laughs> and so then you can like put, shine a little light into this laser beam cavity. And it'll go boink and hit an atom, and the atom go, oh, that's a light wave, and like crash down to its first energy level, and exactly like. copy that light that you put into it. And then it keeps boinking into these other atoms, and it's in a chamber that has mirrors on either side, and it goes boink, 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 and suddenly all your freaking atoms have like dumped their energy into this cavity that's bouncing off these mirrors, and you open up a little slit, and all the light shoots out. And if you keep pumping energy into that container, you keep having more atoms that are releasing energy than absorbing energy, which is, you need this population inversion because if they were more in the lower energy state, they'd absorb the light instead of releasing it. Okay. So instead they release it mostly and you make it increase by having it bounce around the mirrors and then it shoots out and it's a laser beam and it's collimated coherent light. And that means collimated means that it's all straight and lined up and coherent means it's all pretty much the same wavelength and phase. And then you got a freaking laser beam sharks with laser beams with their freaking heads. <laughs> Could you kill someone with that? Sometimes. Yes. All right, well, we're going to go home and build a laser. And that's why it's um, called Stimulated Emission of Radiation, Light Amplification by Stimulated Emission of Radiation. It's laser light is an amplified by all the stuff. It's stimulated because spontaneous happens when it just goes on its own and drops. Stimulated is when it hits, gets hit by a photon. And then it's emission of radiation because it's emitting light. Oh, my God, that's so cool. <laughs>